1: Hello and welcome back to the Confidence Show podcast with me Rebecca Hawkes. How are you doing today? We are going to talk about how to use fear to your advantage and this kind of topic comes from the date that i had you're listening to the confidence show a podcast for the big dreamers who want to create more confidence so they can live their lives on their own terms hosted by confidence and life coach rebecca hawks that's me by the way the confidence show was created to inspire you to say yes to the things that scare you to help you feel less alone when you're struggling with your mindset and to show you that you truly can design a life you love with a new episode landing in your feed every monday and thursday be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss out I promise I'm going to stop going on about dating, (laughs) I had like one date and now I'm like date this and date that and date date date, Um, but this topic really does come from that date we had because one of the conversations we had was about how I had kind of changed my life when I was younger and about how I had been too afraid to leave the house between the ages of like 18 and 20 because of anxiety, because of my phobia of sick, because of panic attacks and IBS, like, and how it got so bad that I was nearly fired, and I shared all this with um, the guy that I went on the date with. And we were talking about how I had managed to really change my life, and how I'd hit this point where I was nearly fired, and used that as the catalyst for this massive change and used it to fuel me forward, because I realised that I just wasn't living, like, I was just about existing, I would literally spend my weekends reading blog posts written by other people, I would order loads of stuff on ASOS, and then I would review it on my blog, but I'd never actually wear it, like, I'd never actually go out anywhere, I couldn't go to the cinema because I was worried that somebody might choke on their popcorn. I couldn't go to a restaurant in case it got food poisoning. And actually, I want to read this to you. So I wrote this in 2010. So 12 years ago, I wrote this. I found my old blog the other day. And it was like the first blog that I ever had. It was on the platform Blogger. Obviously, it's not available publicly anymore. Thank God. But I read through all the posts that I used to share. And one of the posts was about my phobia. And I, I hadn't really forgotten how bad it was because obviously I can look back and be like, oh yeah, like I didn't leave the house. But reading this, I was like, oh, actually, no, this was, this was really, like really bad. So I'm just going to read this to you to talk about kind of how I lived my life in fear for so long. So it was a good two, two and a bit years. And then how I used fear to my advantage to help me transform my life so this is what I wrote back in 2010 so I was I would have been 19 when I wrote this so start of the post I started to include this in another post but seemed to waffle on for quite a while <laughs> nothing has changed clearly <laughs> and therefore decided to make it a separate one may not be interesting for you but it's making me feel better writing it I have a phobia emetophobia a, a phobia of vomiting I don't know the name of fear for other people formating, but I have a phobia of sick, of me being sick, of other people being sick, seeing, hearing people be sick, etc. When I say phobia, I don't mean I'm scared of it or I don't like it or it makes me feel ill. No, I'm scared of spiders, but I can deal with them. I'm terrified of snakes, but in a life or death situation, I would deal with it. If I were in a life or death situation that involved sick, I would die. Nowadays, the term phobia gets thrown around a lot. For those of you that do have an actual phobia, you will understand how much it can control you. I don't go out often. I don't like pubs because people get drunk and throw up. I don't like restaurants because a child might eat too much and throw up. I don't do public transport as I get claustrophobic and panicky because someone might be sick and I can't get off. The claustrophobia and the panic attacks have been a result of the emetophobia. I'm going to the cinema tomorrow night and I'm already getting nervous in case there are children there or there's sick in the film, or someone is sick in the cinema. Every time I hear someone cough, I jump. My stomach flips over and I get a rush of pure terror. I can't think, I can't breathe. Just hearing someone talk about it makes me struggle to breathe and my palms go clammy. I was once on a night out a couple of years ago. I'd just turned 18 when a girl came into McDonald's and I knew she was going to be sick, and then she was. All I can remember is running. I ran straight across the road out onto the street, on my own, and I just started crying and shaking and struggling to breathe. My friend found me and I went straight home. He said himself he had never thought, he had never seen anyone in such a state. And just side note here, like my friends used to like tease me about it. They used to laugh, they used to make like the sick noise. They used to tease me because they thought it was funny. And it wasn't until this moment when they saw my physical reaction, they realised Oh actually, this isn't really something we should joke about. So back to the post. Recently, when I went to the hospital with chest pains and they took me into the AE ward where they took me into the AE ward where I could hear someone being sick. I started shaking, I burst into tears and I had possibly my worst ever panic attack. My mum hadn't seen me like that and neither had my dad. Mum understands how she how I feel because she feels the same, although not quite as bad as me. However, dad, along with most people, are always telling me not to be so silly and how it won't hurt me. I know it won't hurt me, but I have no control over it. The above are just two examples of situations where I've be- that I've been in where I've been face-to-face with my phobia and the consequences of that. They're not meant to be traumatic or look how worked up I was. That is how I reacted and that is how a lot of other people would react if they were in a situation that involved their phobia. It is uncontrollable. If I had a pound for every time someone has told me it won't kill me or to just get over it, I would be a millionaire. I wish it was that simple. It's not much fun being on edge every time you leave the house, but hopefully this year I can try and get some counselling sessions to help cure it or at least control it because it is definitely getting worse. So I read back that and I was just like, oh my God, I forgot about the AE trip, like I forgot just how bad and how terrifying it used to be for me I also forgot that I spoke about like trying to control it because I don't remember thinking about getting the counseling and it's also quite funny actually saying that mum wasn't as bad as me because actually as I've got over, over the last like 12 years I've worked really hard to not let the phobia control me Whereas mum has got worse as she's got older. So I've got better as I've got older and she's got worse as she's got older. But I didn't get, I didn't have counselling sessions. Um, I don't think, no, I do, I definitely didn't have counselling sessions. I had CBT when I was 26, but that was like seven years after I wrote this post. So I was in a really, really tough space. I lived in fear for years and every time I went out, I would be scared. Every time somebody coughed, well, even if I was in the supermarket or if I was walking down a street, if I heard someone cough, I would be convinced that they were going to be sick. And I suppose a lot of people can, re- maybe not relate, I don't know, but with the whole COVID thing, like how many times have you heard someone cough and then instantly had that panic of, oh my God, if they got COVID? Like, am I now going to catch COVID? I feel like that's kind of a symptom that people could probably relate to a little bit more now. But yeah, I lived in fear for ages and ages and then it hit that point where I was nearly fired, where I'd kind of had enough of not living my life and I was like, I'm gonna have to do something about this. And one of the ways that I was able to do that was using fear to my advantage. So instead of letting the fear of being sick or the fear of having a panic attack kind of control me, I used a different fear to help me take action instead of holding me back.
0: Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes.
1: Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
0: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: And that fear was, what if I get to 80 years old and I'm sitting in an armchair and I'm close to dying or whatever I'm just I'm just old and I'm sitting there and I look back at my life what if I look back at my life and I realize that I've done nothing with it what if I look back and see that I've just wasted this one life that I have what if I look back and regret every decision I made what if I look back and regret not doing the things that scare me what if I regret being comfortable what if I look back and go, what on earth have you done? Why did you do nothing with yourself? And that fear, I could I could kind of sit myself in that headspace and in that position and imagine that I was an 80 year old woman and I was looking, on, looking back over my life and I was still in the same position where I was scared to go out, scared to go on public transport, scared to hang out with my friends, scared to do anything. And I was like, my God, that fear is far more terrifying than somebody being sick in front of me. I mean, don't get me wrong. The fear of somebody being sick in front of me was still there. And it's still very much there. Like it still happens now. I'm still scared of it. My phobia hasn't gone, but it's definitely a hell of a lot better than it used to be. But that fear that I would look back and regret everything that I'd done with my life or everything that I'd not done with my life pushed me so far forward it pushed me to take action it pushed me to say yes to the things that terrified me it pushed me to get the hell out of my comfort zone it pushed me to actually make something of myself to actually decide what I wanted to do with my life to decide who I wanted to be, to decide the kind of life I wanted to have, to decide the experiences I want to ha- wanted to have. And at the start, those experiences were very small. When when I first decided to change my life, travelling was never on the cards. I never, ever wanted to travel. I never wanted a backpack. I never wanted to go solo around the world. I never wanted to do any of that. It was actually a breakup that made me want to do that because... I like to run away from my problems. (laughs) But the I I, yeah, I realised that I wanted to to actually do things and things like go to the pub with my friends on a Friday night, go to the restaurant with my workmates, go to the cinema, be in a relationship again, fall in love, have kids, get married, do all that kind of stuff. I wanted to do those things, but if I didn't push myself out of my comfort zone, I never would. How on earth would I meet someone if I never went out anywhere? How would I be able to marry someone if I never went out anywhere to meet someone in the first place? How would I be able to do any of those things? How would I be able to have kids if I didn't deal with this fear? So when I realized the fear of not living and not doing anything in my life was greater than the fear of leaving the house, I started to take baby steps. So just small steps at first. And that would be things like I would go to the pub from 7 till 8 on a Friday night. And then I would go to the pub from 7 till 9 on a Friday night. And then I would go from 8 till 10, so when it was getting busier. And then I'd go from the pub to a club. And I'd only be in the club for about an hour. And I didn't drink at this time either. I'd stopped drinking. So I I didn't drink. And the whole time that I was there, I'd be like, okay, where are my exits? Can I get out? Is someone drunk? Are they going to be sick? And I would have to coach myself in my mind and tell myself to breathe and repeat other positive affirmations. And this was before they were like a popular thing or, or, or before they were a thing that I knew about. And I would just say to myself over and over again, I can achieve anything I put my mind to. You're doing such a great job, Rebecca. You've only got another half an hour. Look how far you've come. Look how well you're doing. And I was really lucky that I had friends who would support me in that and they would understand because they'd seen this reaction when that girl had been sick in front of me, they'd seen the reaction and they knew that it was such a massive deal for me to be putting myself in these scary situations, which were absolutely terrifying for me. Like who would thought going to a pub is scary? But it was. Now pubs are like my favourite place. <laughs> um but I would I would take those baby steps and over time I began to feel better. I was still nervous and I was still anxious, but I started to take the actions that scared me. And in doing so, that increased my confidence. And the more occasions I had where I went out and nothing bad happened, the more proof I had that I could go out and nothing bad would happen. And I fixated and focused on those good times rather than the times in my past those odd occasions where it had happened. And I chose to kind of focus on those, remind myself of those good times, remind myself of how much fun I'd have. Sometimes I would forget myself and I would enjoy myself. And then I'd be like, oh, wait, I'm enjoying myself. Hang on, I'm out. And then the fears would, would come back inevitably, but it would be fine. I can I, over time, slowly progressed. I allowed the fear of never living a life to far outweigh the fear and anxiety that came with my phobia and then one night I was out and I met this guy fell in love it ended overnight it was really it was like my first traumatic like nuclear breakup I heard that phrase the other day where did I hear that phrase like a nuclear breakup but it was like my first massive heartbreak and that is what made me decide to travel the world on my own Because I was like, okay, I need to do something for myself. One, I want to get as far away from the UK as possible because I can't deal with these feelings. And if I'm in a different country, I'm not going to feel this way, which now we all know is a load of crap. (laughs) But I used the breakup to push myself even further out of my comfort zone. And yes, the idea of travelling solo was absolutely terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Because what would I do? This girl that couldn't get on a train a year ago well not even a year ago the girl that couldn't get on a train six months ago has now booked nine flights around the world to travel on her own like what on earth is going on but again I thought about my 80 year old self and was like okay if I stay in the UK and cry over this guy am I gonna look back and be like yeah I dealt with that in the right way or do I want to be 80 and look back and go my god I went traveling on my own at 21 like what's going to be more exciting? What am I going to enjoy more? What am I going to get more out of? How am I going to grow more? So, I did this scary decision again, and I continue to do the things that scare me not all day, every day. Like, I don't make brave decisions every single day, or big brave decisions, I should say. Like, some decisions are brave, but they might be small decisions. Sometimes fear does win, sometimes it does. But it's not going to win every single time, because I won't let it. Because I'm stronger than my fear, and and I use my fear of that eighty year old woman doing nothing with her life. I use that one to my advantage. So, think about the thing that you're scared of. Like, what are you absolutely terrified of? What scares you? And I feel like it's probably a bit different with things like snakes and spiders, because. I don't see how you're going to gain anything from being able to hold a spider, but that's that's different. But think about the things that are are stopping you from actually achieving what you want to achieve. So going live on Facebook, travelling around the world solo, starting your own business, asking for a promotion, asking for a pay rise, going for the job that you really, really want. Like, think about the thing that scares you. And then... Think about, is there a fear that outweighs that fear? So if you are going for a promotion, the fear of asking for the promotion is big, but is the fear of you being in the exact same position that you're in now in 10 years' time, is that bigger than the fear of going for the promotion? Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. But if you can find a fear that outweighs your current fear that's keeping you stuck... Use that fear to your advantage. Use it to propel you forward. Use it to help you take action. Use it to get you out of your comfort zone. Use it to make empowering decisions. And then do that thing that scares you so that you can look back when you're 80 years old and go, wow, I did the things that I wanted to do. I achieved the things I wanted to achieve. I was the person that I wanted to be. Look at what an amazing life I created for myself. You get to create the life that you want. You get to design your life in the way that you want to. Yes, it's scary. Yes, you've got people telling that you can't do it. Nobody thought I'd get on the plane when I was travelling solo. Nobody did. My brother got home from the airport after dropping me off and said to my mum, I really didn't think she'd get on the plane. People thought I'd last maybe three months. I was away for 16 months. Nobody thought I could do it. And I I kind of understand that really, because obviously I hadn't left the house. (laughs) But you can do the things that people tell you you can't. You get to decide how your life looks. You get to choose that. So make wise choices, use fear to your advantage, and go out there and live the best life that you can possibly have. Create that life that you want. You can have it, you deserve it, you are worthy of it. Use fear to your advantage. I'm gonna leave that there. And I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to The Confidence Show with me, Rebecca Hawkes. If you enjoyed this episode, please take 30 seconds to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This will help the podcast reach more people, which means we can help more people increase their confidence and love themselves for who they are. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode, and I will see you next time.
0: Here's a cool fact.